Azeroth, a history, is recorded in Treaty 1 territory, the traditional territory of the Anishinaabe, Cree, OG Cree, Dakota, and Dene peoples, and the homeland of the Métis Nation. Welcome to Azeroth A History, a look into the history of Azeroth and how it pertains to World of Warcraft today. I'm your co-host, Bam Bam Anderson. And I'm your co-host, Wynn Stark, aka Senpai. Um, we are recording not from the library today because of social distancing uh, and the library being shut down. So our quality is going to be like really different. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, I don't own a mic. I mean, it like even then though your mic still sounds great, so I'm not worried about it. Um, Lovely, uh, but yeah, it, it is definitely very different. We also are are not seeing each other for this, so I'm gonna miss facial cues for sure. Um, and then just I, yeah, this is this is gonna be an adventure for all of us. Woo! New experiences. Welcome to the adventure of social distancing. <laughs> <laughs> right? Exactly. Achievement unlocked. Exactly. All right. Uh, so in the last year since we've um, since we've actually started this podcast, uh, there's been a few pred predictions for me and a few like unfinished stories that have since been a little bit wrapped up. At least, okay. At, at least for some of them. So that, that's what we're going to talk about today. It's the update episode. Woo! Um, this episode is going to be pretty spoiler heavy, so just a warning: if you haven't played through uh, some of the current content and you d and you want to skip spoilers, you might w just want to come back to this episode later on. Um, sorry, we'll see you next month. Ha ha ha! Bye, bitches. Um, if if you're okay with spoilers, though, listen on. It's going to be delightful. Um, the first thing we're going to talk about is, ironically, the gnomes. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, and Mechagon and Mechatork, specifically. Awesome. Um, so at the time that we did the episode, we hadn't even yet gone to Mechagon, uh, but I had included all that I could from, like, from the PTR up to that point that we knew. Mm-hmm. So it was good. Um, so once we take over the city of Mechagon and sort of reunite all of the citizens under Prince Erasmin... Um, could we get a quick little recap oh yeah sure okay so, on, on what we know about gnomes up till this point oh man i probably should have written this down um so the gnomes were made by mimiron they they had this like ancient city called mechagon where like everything's mechanical um mm -hmm. and it's like it like it's almost like a sort of mythical thing um hmm what had we gone into for mechagon at that point this was so long this was this was back in june <laughs> exactly that's where i'm coming from yeah um yeah so like the the kind of main storyline of mechagon was we we go there and there's this kind of mad guy in charge of everything trying to eradicate all of like all of the curse of flesh people that have uh that aren't mechanical he wants to make everything mechanical again okay and then his son prince erasmin is uh kind of fighting against that so he's he's, okay. he's trying to save all of his people and yeah. like 
yeah, sure, we're allowed to have mechanical stuff, but, like, that gets to be our choice. Screw you. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so once we kind of reunite all of the citizens um, under Prince Erasmin, and, you know, we we, we killed King Mechagon, so he, he did. Okay. Um, but we unite everybody under Prince Erasmin, and Mechatork's condition takes a turn for the worse, and we're called off to Uh-oh. help him. Yeah, so he was injured back in the Battle of Dazar Alor. Okay. Uh, if you remember. And so he's just been, like, stuck in his little, like, stasis pod. Ah! Um, uh, yeah. Uh, so. Can relate. Mm-hmm. Also, his pod looks a lot like Baby Yoda's pod. <laughs> it's great. Um, so, yeah, he's taking a turn for the worse, and we're called off to go help him. So we transport his little pod, um over to Mechagon for the Mecha, for the Mechanomes to actually work to help save him. And then, okay. And then we start that work. So nice. I was right that they were going to be involved in this, and I'm very happy about that. Ooh, pat on the back! Yeah. Um, Gold star. So while they're, hel- while they're helping, uh, we also have a few choices to make to keep Mechatork as he was. We could make some tweaks. Um, and we ask around to all the mechanomes and gnomes what they think makes a great leader and what makes Mechatork great. So, th- this is where I kind of got treated to something that I wasn't entirely expecting. Oh, nice! Um, while you're helping, like, like while I was doing all the research for the original episode, like, it's, it's very easy to see how well-respected Mechatork was from all of the gnomes. Um... It was a very different thing to actually see it in game. They actually talk about how much, uh, how much they respect him, and like all of the mechanomes talk about how much they expect uh, respect Prince Erasmus as well. And then it's it's super, it's so special to see them actually talking in game so highly of him. It's so awesome. Isn't it nice to hear when people have nice things to say about people? You know? Like, people should just be more open and upfront with their good opinions of people. Because, like, sometimes you don't get your chance. That's true. Hey, Bam Bam. Yeah. I love you. Aww. <laughs> I love you, too. And you're such a great friend. <laughs> oh, gush. Ah. Uh. But yeah, so that was super heartening. Um, so finally, we kind of like, I don't want to say resurrect, because he wasn't really, really dead. Uh, but we we end up healing Mechatork. And then we're invited to a ceremony to have the Mechanomes <gasps> join. Hmm? Oh, I was just like, mm, you're healing him. Is it sexual healing? No. <laughs> not for me, Sex- anyway. healing! <laughs> I can't talk about anybody else, but not for me, anyway. Um... But yeah, so we were invited to join a ceremony where the Mechanomes join their cousins as part of the Alliance and Prince Erasmin. Yeah, and the the awesome part about this is Prince Erasmin actually joins under Mechatork's leadership. Oh, wow. A prince joins the, like, he swears fealty to the High Tinker because of how highly everyone spoke of him. How awesome is that? That's amazing. That's like (laughs) such a beautiful gesture. Yeah. Um, all right, next up, I want to talk about Ashara. Ashara! And a little bit of Rathian, but a a lot of Ashara at this point. Um, so, 
you may remember, I was certain we weren't going to kill her at the end of uh, the Eternal Palace raid. Like, yeah, certain. And I was right. <laughs> Good job, gold star number two. Yeah, because uh, we recorded, I think, a week before the... I think we recorded the week before the actual patch went live, and then it was, like, another um, two weeks before the raid opened after that. So I was right. Um, she gets picked up by Nazoth's super creepy voidy tentacles and pulled away somewhere. Oh, yes, tentacle daddy, take me away to safety. <laughs> safety, sure. <laughs> so we find her in Nihilotha, <laughs> um, where, you know... That's where we go to fight Nazoth and his forces. Um, oh, snap. Uh, we find her there where she's actually being tortured by a follower of Nazoth. Oh, no. Uh, Dark Inquisitor Zanesh. Uh, we get to see a little bit earlier in our adventures. She starts, like, fucking with Rathian and doing a whole bunch of... She actually comes really close to corrupting Rathian when we first oh, go... Oh, gosh. Yeah, well, like, when we first go to make our cloaks. Um which is why I was almost convinced that he actually got corrupted by Nazoth to turn into the first boss of this raid, and I was really sad. <laughs> they did a really good job with that, and I was very, very sad, and that I was very happy to know that it didn't happen. A roller coaster of emotions! Oh, it's, it was. <laughs> it really was. Uh, he was able to fight her off with, uh, with us helping out, and she pieces out and continues doing this dirty work with the Naga Queen. Um... So, also, I'm, I don't, I don't think it's confirmed in the cast list yet, but I'm pretty sure that the voice actress for Zanesh is the same one who plays Chandris. Um, oh, wow. Through all our other stuff, who Ashara has, like, been taunting since the beginning of 8-2. Uh, and so I, I have to think for the actress, this must be a little bit cathartic and like, ha ha, now I'm the one with the upper hand, bitch. <laughs> oh it's gotta be <laughs> why wouldn't it be come on if it were me I'd be having so much fun with it <laughs> hell yeah what you gonna do uh yeah so during the fight she actually torments Ashara and it comes becomes part of the fight that we have to avoid that and we eventually kill Zanesh and Ashara and Rathian have a little conversation here um, oh so there was a dagger that we haven't really talked about, but it eventually made its way through Sylvanas to Ashara. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll have to talk about more of them. Ooh, is it like the Sisterhood of the Traveling Dagger? <laughs> no, it's it's an old god dagger. It's actually from the Black Empire, from when the old gods were actually in charge of everything. Okay. Um, so there, there's definitely a lot about this dagger. I, th I think that dagger is going to get its own episode, though. Fuck Yeah. <laughs> Um, because it's complicated. But Ashara does tell Rathian that she intended to use it to end Nazoth. And then she kind of disappears to go claim her throne. So, she survived in Eternal Palace, and then now we just let her go? <laughs> I have you know issues? <laughs> <laughs> I don't believe Ashara for a second. <laughs> and why did you let her leave? <laughs> Rathian, why did you let her leave? What's happening? All of these unanswered questions! Yeah. Uh, so Rathian, he also doesn't really trust her, which, good on you, bud. Uh, I mean, <laughs> smart choice there. Yeah. 
he takes the blade to study it to make sure that it hasn't been tampered with in any way before, you know, we move on to our final thing. Um, and then we see him a little bit later on when it's finally time to face Nazoth. Except that we don't actually get to face Nazoth just yet. Oh no! We have to break through his body. Um, ah! And Rathian uses the dagger he got from Ashara, breaking huh. through the carapace and getting some attention from the old god. I mean, like, yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, he also helps us through this fight for about two-thirds of it. Um, like he, well, that's nice. One of the mechanics is, like, we have a sanity meter, and we lose sanity depending on what, you know, whatever, and so he actually helps us, like, regain our sanity again. Which, which oh, good job, good job. Just doing a little psych work. No big deal, no big deal. Yeah, he's, it's 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 a really neat mechanic. Um, but we finally get, get to where we face off with Nizoth, and he's reluctant to follow us uh, for fear that he'll fall to corruption. So we actually get, like, pulled into his mind, basically. Oh, wow. Um, but, yeah, so when we get into that room, we're on our own from there, which, I mean, I get it. It's fair. If, if void forces were trying to, like you know, attack my brain all at the same time, I wouldn't want to go to the center of it. Right? Eventually you just gotta be like, not my battle, boys. Yep. Um, but he's like, yeah, I'm cheering you on, we're good. <laughs> uh, and then we finally bring down Azoth, and we use the heart of Azeroth, uh, with the help of Magni and Mother, um, and we cleanse the vision that is Nihilotha, purging it from the world. Fuck yeah! Yeah. Uh, this... Get rid of them toxins. <laughs> yeah. Um, all of this has also had an effect on Illyria, as we find out, uh, later. I don't know. Um, and there's a lot of reasons for this. First of all, she's the leader of the Void Elves, which she's constantly being assaulted by the Void whispering to her. Um, she's also been... She, she got a whole bunch of, like, nightmares from Nazoth, too, as a part of all this. Um, which is part of why we clear, like, this is part of what we actually have to clear to, uh, empower our cloaks. She, like, so in the, it's called the Horrific Vision, um, of Stormwind. She basically kidnaps her son to make him see the ways of the Void. Oh no! And her husband, and her son's father, Terralian, he also has to experience these visions, which is really bad. <laughs> <laughs> and like super heartbreaking we run in and he's like please save my son and he dies in it like oh man this is coming at the feels he's so creepy and so sad <laughs> i laugh to hide my pain <laughs> um but they have a pretty interesting conversation like once you actually bring down his auth you can actually go and talk to the two of them they have uh, um one of the things that they've had this expansion is stay a while and listen which they've largely been voiced and so you actually hear the voice actors you know read out these lines to you yeah which is great um but she says that nazos voice is no longer there but others seem to have joined the fray oh no in those whispers so oh. nice and creepy there you know right um so, the next thing I want to talk about, you're going to be excited for this, Yee! as a Void Elf yourself in my D&D &D campaign, <laughs> um, Death Knights. Hell yes! I'm going to be a Death Knight one day. Yeah. 
basically. I mean, I've I've already rolled your character as the Death Knight, by the way. Fuck <laughs> uh, yes. Um, I have to level her, but still, uh, we've talked about Death Knights, and I don't know if I specifically man- mentioned Pandaren in there, uh, but they could not be Death Knights uh, previous to this. Uh, there used to be one in all of the universe that we knew of, but with the new expansion coming out, Shadowlands, um, the Lich King has essentially set out feelers asking for new recruits. Um, so members of various allied races, so Void Elves, Dark Iron Dwarves, Lightforged Draenei, Kul Tirans, Mechanomes even, on the Alliance side. Um, on the Horde side, the Nightborn, High Mountain Tauren, Magheart Orcs, and Zandalari Trolls, and now the Volpera. Um, and, and also the Pandaren have all made a very important sacrifice. So everybody else, like all of the original races that could be Death Knights, that yeah. you still have to play through the original, like, Arthas Lich King opening, where you, you know, commit genocide. Yeah. Um, but when, as one of these new allies of each faction, the first time you log in, Bolvar talks to you about how you were a hero in life and you've made the ultimate sacrifice and you start by swearing fealty to the Lich King and he sends you to speak with Darian Mograin. Um, and Darian talks about like a sense of rising threat, stalking from the shadows, and warns us that there are people who will fear and revile us, but that we're needed more than they know. Um, so he then sends us off to claim our destiny. Uh, destiny yeah it's a lot less like horrific and bloody of a start to your adventure as a death knight for sure um and there you go so your void elf rogue is now my one of my death knights Woo! and she made that sacrifice <laughs> i did i sacrificed hard i, f- I figured you'd be good for that um <laughs> all right let's do one more topic before we go to the auction house oh one of my favorite subjects Sylvanas. Woo! That Windrunner bitch! <laughs> so, when we recorded, we had known the end of the war campaign. Uh, but there was still a good bit left hanging that has since been answered. Yes! So, we're gonna go chronologically in terms of, like, kind of when it happened. Um, part of our fight with Nazoth includes kind of going into his mindscape and him showing us some of these uh, some of his memories. Uh, one of them is Deathwing. Yeah. Since Nizoth was the one who corrupted him. Um, mm-hmm. But there's a second one that's super interesting. There is a full conversation between Sylvanas and Ashara. Oh, really? I was so excited to see this. At the same time, I was like, Sylvanas, you bitch. <laughs> but I was... She's just chatting up anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to double cross? Do you want to double cross? Do you want to double cross? Kind of. You want to double cross? She's the dean. Oh my god, she is the dean. <laughs> People just kept asking me if I wanted to double cross, and I just kept saying yes. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah. So this, this conversation that we actually witness um, in this Nizoth mindscape, um, it fully lays out their deal. Uh, Ashara will bring both fleets down to the ocean floor and the dagger will be delivered to her and Sylvanas will make sure that she has the key to release the old god from his bonds. Ah! Yeah. So Ashara knows more than she's letting on, asking Sylvanas if she really thinks the queen is blind to the darkness she wishes to unleash on the world. 
Oh, snap. Yeah. Needless to say, I got really, I was really excited that we actually got to see this, like, in-game. I was so excited that we got to see it. Um, and then... I, I really thought it was going to be Martin's secrecy and speculation and shown, like, later in some comic or, like, book or something, but I'm so glad that it got to be in-game. Uh, Hell yeah! Give the people what they want! Yep. Uh, it may have also caused me to get a little distracted on a few pulls. Um, we finish the fight against him by losing the last tiny bit of our sanity, and the whole group starts just kind of walking towards him in an in-game cutscene, which includes our characters, which was so great. Oh, cool. Um, I really loved it. A lot of people didn't like it, but I really like that it it gave our characters that importance in the world of, like, we're actually in this. It's really cool. Uh, Magni's yelling at us to hang on. Uh, and the Titan Watcher locks onto us as the final anchor point to get rid of Nazoth, and we essentially fire the planet's big laser at Nazoth through us. <laughs> wow! And That's Ni- intense. Mm-hmm. And Nihilotha is cleansed, and some blinding light is... It, it's it quite literally ripped apart, um, and it's great. The last thing... Wow. The last thing for Savannah's, and it's not entirely clear uh, what will happen to lead up to it, is um, we recorded before the announcement trailer for Shadowlands was released. Yes. So we did talk about it. Um, you came over for part of Extra Life and we talked about it then because I showed it to you. But we didn't do it on the podcast, so I figured we should probably do that. Um, Absolutely. That was some intense-ass shit. Yeah. So Sylvanas kind of solos her way up to the Lich King completely destroying his army, only to be met with a new slew of risen ghouls and she gets the, as she gets to the Frozen Throne, which she of course murders and we're kind of spared all of that a little bit as she, as she finally faces off with just the Lich King. Um, if you don't know how that fight goes, you're about to. <laughs> Sylvanas- Spoilers! Sylvanas finally rips the Helm of Domination off of Bolvar Four Dragon's head and she ends up ripping it in two, which shatters the sky above, breaking the barrier between dimensions. It's crazy, man. I love right? it. Like, she rips the mask in two. Like, like it was nothing. Well, it's a helm. Like, it's a, it's a full helm. Symbolically. <laughs> like, um, it was nothing. It, it, it's, it's so crazy. As, as a fan... Of, of the franchise, I absolutely love it, and I'm very excited to know where we're going with Sylvanas. As a per- on a personal level, I'm still not happy with Sylvanas, because um, she essentially called what I consider part of my family nothing, which is, <laughs> I'm still so mad. Um, ah, get over it. The horde's nothing. <sighs> no, th- for real, though, like, um... I, I don't want to get, like, too personal on this. It, like, it's not a new thing for me for someone to call my family nothing. Uh, so it, it like, it really kind of, like, struck a nerve. <laughs> so, so it was like, are you fucking shitting me? No. <laughs> um, That's fair. She didn't mean it. Or maybe she did. But, oh, you know, figure it out. Oh, she did. Um, <laughs> I actually had my webcam on during the first uh, playthrough as a Sylvanas loyalist through the war campaign, like, through that. So you actually get to see my face journey, which is literally just broken in betrayal. <laughs> like, there's 
nothing else that I can describe that face as. <laughs> it's just shock and betrayal. <laughs> oh, but yeah, uh, that's up on YouTube if you want to go watch that. It's it's funny to me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you ever wondered what Senpai looks like just completely devastated, <laughs> just go check it out. Right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I have to hide my pain. <laughs> um, okay. Alright, let's check the auction house uh, real quick here. If you would like to consider- If you like what we do, consider donating through our <laughs> Patreon- Ooh, English. English. Donating through our Patreon at patreon.com slash bam. If you're unable to do that, we would also appreciate a review on Apple Podcasts or any other podcast service that you use. It helps us open up to a wider audience. You can also share us with your friends, with your family, with your guildies, whoever. Share it with people in your apartment building by writing a note and putting it in a public space as a way of socially distance harassing people into listening to our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you know, like, just just do what you gotta do, fam. Yeah, that's, that's great. That's a great way of doing it. Um... Yeah, if, you're, if your apartment building has, like, a bulletin board, yeah, just go put a, put a little tag on there and recommend us. We're entertaining. Have you remembered that you like WoW because you're doing nothing with your life? <laughs> Do I have a podcast for you? Uh, catch our Machinima with Bam Bam series, which is available to patrons first, and then goes it goes up weekly on Tuesdays. A week after it goes up for patrons, it does go live for everyone else. So if you want to check that out, please do. Um, if you have any suggestions for what I should show Bam Bam, let me know. We'll take them on Discord or by email. I'm also on Twitter, at Senpai90, again with two Ps. And, and uh, I am on Instagram at Azeroth History. Yes, we are also on Instagram, and Bam Bam takes care of that one for me. <laughs> Which I appreciate so much. I can't... You do such a great job with it. I'm really bad uh, at Instagram. <laughs> thank you. I do my best. Yeah. Um, also, if you want to get in touch with us over on Discord, there will be a link in the show notes to join that. It's open to everyone with a patron-only section. Yeah. Uh, also, I've started the streaming in the last few weeks, so I think I might also be integrating that into the stream. So if you want to just come and join, join me on, on stream, uh, twitch.tv slash senpai90. I'm... Life is getting weird, <laughs> so I'm just streaming. Wow. Um... Yeah. <laughs> Come check me out while I raid. And I haven't streamed quite everything yet. I haven't streamed, like, I haven't done any, um, like, herb farming and stuff like that. So that's probably going to be really boring to stream. But it's, it's, you can still come hang out with me, talk. We'll have conversations about WoW lore. We'll have t conversations about, I don't know, Star Trek. Um, <laughs> yeah. All kinds of stuff. Come chill out. Hey guys, this is Future Senpai here, just checking in. Um, um, I wanted to bring your guys' attention to something called Podchaser. They're basically like the IMDb, sort of budding IMDb of podcasts, and they're doing something really, really fucking great right now, which I think everybody should know about. 
Um, what they're doing is if you leave a review for a podcast on Podchaser, they're going to donate 25 cents to Meals on Wheels to help provide meals for people who are, who can't leave because of, you know, social isolation and, you know, people who are immunocompromised and cannot leave their homes and need food delivered to them. Uh, so that is super, super great. It's 25 cents for a review and then they double it when the podcast actually replies to it. Uh, I have it open all the time right now, specifically that if somebody does uh, review one of the shows, I am absolutely there. I'm down to do that. It, please do it. Even if it's not for us, go review some of your other shows. I intend to do it um, actually right away here. Um, just a anything we can do to try and help people who are in need during this time is absolutely paramount and we absolutely need to do that so please consider doing it it's just a few minutes of your time to write a quick little review about a show you probably listen to a decent amount again maybe it's not us maybe it's another show maybe it's creative conundrums my other show or maybe it's one of the sh other shows that i listen to like the adventure zone or uh why am i blanking right now but please Go leave some reviews on podchaser.com, uh, and it's it's a great uh, website, actually. It's, again, it's the budding sort of IMDB of uh, podcasts, so please check that out, and I'll get back to the episode now. Uh, so yeah, alright, let's get back to this. So I also wanted to bring up Ebon Ebonhorn uh, with Herathion again as well. Um... Abyssian sort of takes up residence in the Chamber of the Heart, which is kind of like our new headquarters for everything in this patch. Um, once we've, like, one of the things we've gotten in this expansion, and I, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, is the stay a while and listen. Yeah, um, yeah. Which they also used as a title for a panel at BlizzCon, which was a few of the people who work at Blizzard, including Christy Golden, who writes a lot of the novels, um, they got to tell a story about them working at Blizzard, which which was really cool. Oh, cool! Yeah, that is nice. Yeah. Um, so, certain characters have this option. Ebonhorn is one of those characters. So we, we click on it, and Ebion turn, uh, Ebonhorn turns to uh, Rathian and asks him how the young dragon knew he'd be susceptible to Nizoth's corruption. And it's like, it's super heartfelt. It's so beautiful. Uh, and he tells Ebonhorn, you're my brother and the only one I have. And Aww. it's so good. I almost cried uh, the first time I heard it. It was, it was great. It's so great. And if, if, if you're at that part, just, just go listen to them talk. It's so cute. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> Who doesn't like listening to people talk? Well, it is, and especially like, because of the like history of the black dragon flight and they're being corrupted by the old gods it's so nice that Rathi like they both have they're both two of the last black dragons essentially there's one more out on outland that we haven't talked about um but they're the last ones on azeroth that we know of and the fact that they're both uncorrupted and they get to turn to each other and help each other it's it's so it's nice beautiful. and for and for Rathian to affirm like you're my brother was so goddamn cute and just i died <laughs> oh brotherly love oh that's so good um all right uh i also want to talk about jaina 
Um, at different points in our journey after saving her and after the raid, she's just kind of around the city. Um, I didn't get to talk about a lot of this when we actually did her episode, so I wanted to bring it up now. The first time I saw her, I was running towards the flight path in Boralis, and she was talking to her mother. Um, and Catherine talks about uh, losses and the visions that she saw in Thros when we went to save Jaina, and you know she asks if she's doing better, and it's it's this like wonderful family moment between mother and daughter, uh, with you know Catherine assuring Jaina that she's never alone, and offers to go somewhere quiet and talk. Aww. Yeah, it's, 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 and again, like, some of, the, like, that's voiced, too. Like, fully voiced. And it's, that's it's, nice. It's so great. Later on, outside the Proudmore home, Tandred, her youngest brother, uh, starts to talk to her, and kind of, they begin kind of, like, teasing each other a little bit back and forth. Um, Tandred's always looking forward to, set, like, setting out again at sea, and Jada says, barely back on land for five minutes, and already you're plotting your next excursion. And Tandred's is just like, it's been at least ten, come on. <laughs> Cute. <clears throat> yep. Uh, he then asks her when she started sounding like a mainlander, since she lacks the English accents shared by the Colterans. And uh, Jada's like, well, I needed to fit in, and Dalaran was a long way from home so yeah <laughs> and it's actually referenced in one of the um cool tier and female jokes uh that she can never forgive lady jaina for losing the accent oh really yeah <laughs> i love that one yeah every every like basically every like kind of race and uh gender combination gets um we, we all get different jokes depending on like what we are oh yeah it's so good and that that one that one made me giggle i was like that's an actual joke <laughs> they put in this game? That's so great. Um, Alright, so now I want to talk about Stormwind. Uh, I touched on a couple things, but we didn't get into a lot of detail on Stormwind itself. Um, so, when Stormwind was rebuilt after the, the First War, <clears throat> like after it was destroyed, it was rebuilt with six districts and the Keep. Um, okay. And this is the first one that we log into in World of Warcraft, which is now WoW Classic, so if you want to go if you want to go experience that, you can. Um, oh, cool! Uh, the Trade District is where you first come into the city from Elwyn Forest, and it's, not surprisingly, where most of the trade happens in the city. Uh, the Mage Quarter is where the magical studies happen, including Warlock studies, which use fell energies, um, but these are done kind of in basements, like, away from the Prying Eye. <laughs> Oh, we got some deep, dirty, down low, little secret witchy shit going on, huh? I mean, that's what warlocks are, yeah. Um, and then most of the sounds ar- sounds fun. <laughs> and then most of the arcane research is largely done, like in the tower in the center of the of the district. Um, Old Town is where the SI Seven keep their headquarters, and where kind of more of the shadier stuff happens in in the city. Um, the Dwarven District is where a lot of the crafting happens in the city, mostly by Dwarven blacksmiths and gnomish engineers. Um, it's also where the Deep Run Tram enter, like, that. that's where the entrance is for the Deep Run Tram that runs from Stormwind to Ironforge. Oh, cool! That makes sense. That's nice and, like, convenient. Yeah, which is the thing that Mecha Torque built. <laughs> well, oh, designed. Go Mecha Torque! And then the Cathedral Square is where all of the religious studies ha- and healing takes place. So, lore-wise, it's also where the cemetery is. Um, 
back in classic it couldn't be accessed um it's also where anduin would later find the most peace in times of stress because uh, obviously he's a priest um <clears throat> the last district is the park uh, and it's where like some of the night elf druids have joined the alliance and they've taken up residence in stormwind in this area it's very like wild very like nature like esque is, is really nice um and then connecting everything together is the canals which is just what it sounds oh, like oh nice yeah. oh like venice that's so pretty kind of except there's like apparently at some point in the development they were thinking about doing a gondola system to connect everything together but there's there's just kind of boats just kind of sitting there they they scrapped the idea but during love is in the air which is like the valentine's day event you can hop in a little boat and, and just like go along the water it's cute i like oh it. that's so cute yeah. um uh yeah so it's waterways that you can fish from inside the city and it just separates each section of the city it's also where the entrance to the stockades is, uh, which is which serves as the dungeon to quest through, and also, lore-wise, it's their prison. Um, cool. There's also an inst inaccessible instance entrance, uh, which apparently was planned to be, uh, like it was planned to lead to player housing, which never happened. So they rebuilt that wall <laughs> later on. Um, but why all the emphasis to the different sections of the city? You could probably guess that in the last 15 years, Stormwood has changed dramatically. And not only lore-wise, but also, like, in a lot of our mechanics. Um, okay. We got a little spoiled in Burning Crusade when we got the ability to fly. And, yeah. But we could only fly in Outland. Okay. Not, not on Azeroth. But yeah. Then, but then continuing on into Northrend, we got to fly in Northrend. Well, why can't we fly in the rest of Azeroth? Part of that was yeah. because a lot of the terrain hadn't actually been finished. But we'll get into that in a second, actually. Because first, we're going to talk about the first change to the city, which was with Wrath of the Lich King. We got the addition of the Stormwind Harbor, which existed. We just couldn't access it. Yeah. So they finished it up, make it, make it look all pretty. Woo! Um... And so it it was less time-consuming to build less stuff, which I think was what, you know, led to some of the cutoffs. And, because lore-wise, it was there. We just didn't have it in-game. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And then in Cataclysm, we got a complete overhaul of the planet. Mostly because Deathwing literally ripped apart the world. Um, some places fared better than others, uh, so this is when we also got flying, and they finished all of the textures that hadn't been finished before, and, uh, yeah, so there's that. Um, nice! Specifically with Stormwind, though, I don't know what it is with Black Dragons, and they're, like, hard-on for this city. I, I don't know how else to say it, but... <laughs> Deathwing's Rampage actually... In his rampage, he ripped the park off the side of the city. <sighs> and it left a huge swath of broken land. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, he also landed on the uh, like on the wall that separates um, Elwyn from, uh, from Stormwind. So it's like the kind of entrance wall that you go into. Yeah. So there, for a long time, there were huge claw marks on top of those towers. At, oh wow! At the opening of the city, it, like it looked really cool, um, and it was even part of our login screen where Deathwing is like on top of the Stormwind Wall, just roaring at us. <laughs> so it's really neat. 
Um, that well, is really neat. Yeah. Some some attention to detail there. Oh yeah. Um, it also he also damaged some of the statues, sort of in the kind of moat-ish area going into the city. So that eventually was repaired. Um, and then this is when Varian kept getting reminded by the House of Nobles that this isn't going to be cheap, and he's he was getting angry about it. Yeah. <clears throat> also included in this, um, the outskirts of the city were also opened, including a small farmhouse and a pond. Um, it's also cool. it's also where the portal hub for the Cataclysm specific zones uh, called the Eastern Earth, Sh- Earth Shrine uh, is. And the castle also got a complete remodel to what it is now today, uh, which includes a large statue of Varian outside the front entrance, which is really, really awesome. Cool. Um, So later on, the entrance towers and statue were repaired, but the park was, it just, they left it missing. It was just a chunk of missing land. Um, And then finally, after the death of Varian Rin, they repurposed the ruins and they created a memorial garden called Lion's Rest. Uh, so it's an empty tomb for Varian because his body was destroyed. As, yeah. As well as mem- uh, monuments commemorating the fallen uh, that, like, basically everyone who fell during the battle for Broken Shore. That's nice. Yeah. Um, and then the language used to represent common is very similar to Elder. F- I- I'm going to mispronounce this. Futhark? Oh, yeah. Um, it's it's a runic written language that we have in our world. I, I think it's, like, from Viking times. Yeah. Uh, it looks really cool in-game. <laughs> um, and then with the gardens being built, uh, some of the inhabitants of the, the park that were there originally have returned to the area and just kind of started chilling out. Cool! Yeah. Um, and then with the burning of Teldrassil, Anduin has overseen Stormwind's side of the evacuation uh, efforts... So the elves and worgen that need a place to go when their home is destroyed, a lot of them, you can, you can kind of run into them in the canal. Some of them are, like, protesting and yelling at each other. Others are just kind of, like, chilling. Some are mourning. Um, but a lot of them did take up residence in the outskirts of the city around the farmland. Okay. Um, and, like, a lot of the druids are helping to keep the crops growing and, and heal nice. their, you know, large tree ancient beings. Yeah. Well, that's pretty neat. Uh, yeah. Um, one, of the fo- one of the reasons I wanted to put focus on Anduin taking time to go to the cathedral for peace uh, has, also has to do with the current goings-on that I mentioned a little bit earlier uh, with our visions of Nizoth in, in the conversation with Rathian and Anduin specifically. Oh, yes. When he sees Nizoth destroying the cathedral is super shocking to him. Um, yeah. Because, I mean, that's, that's where his peace was. Yeah, that's his safe space. <laughs> yeah. And now it's not. Thanks, Nizoth. Bye! And then I kind of mentioned a little bit earlier with Illyria. Um, we haven't really talked about her outside of, like, just, you know, her family. Um, so I, I, I try to not give too much away. But part of our strengthening uh, tools to fight Nizoth has been going into twisted visions of both Orgrimmar and Stormwind. With Stormwind centering around the cathedral. Okay. Um, and then, so this, uh, when we find her after we actually kill Nazoth, it's actually out in the Valley of Heroes, which is sort of that moat-ish area where the statues are. One of these statues is actually her. 
Oh. Uh, and there's, there's another one of her husband, too. Because, um, basically, these statues were erected in memorial for the people that went to Outland that they didn't hear from again. Yeah. After, I believe, the Second War. We haven't gone through that part of history yet. Okay. Um, but they were thought lost, so they made statues for everyone. Yeah. So we find her in front of her statue with her husband, um, and that's where they have that interesting conversation about what's kind of getting into next. Um, that must have been a little surreal to see a statue of yourself in that kind of a way. Yeah, I wonder how that is. Please, no one make a statue of me. I don't want to know what that feels like. Ah! <laughs> uh, yeah, I I don't want to get into it too much on here of what that conversation is. But it's, it's really nice, and it's wonderfully acted out by, by the actors. And, yeah, one of the things we do find out, though, is that she saw everything in the visions, lore-wise, as did Turalyon. Oh, no! So, yeah, there's, there's some... It's fun. <laughs> Super fun. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, that's all I had to talk about today. Well, we're all caught up. Yeah. Um, was I don't think there was anything I missed. Was there? Is there anything that you want me to clarify at all? Uh, no, I feel pretty caught up. All right. We're good to go then. Wonderful. We would like to thank the Winnipeg Public Library. We usually record at the Millennial Library in their beautiful Idea Mill makerspace, but with them closing down to keep everyone's safety and health in mind, we are at home on Discord. Which is great! Um... <laughs> our intro and outro music is by Kevin McLeod you can find all of his work on his website incompetech.com and our wonderful artwork is by our good friend Ben Hoffer his Instagram is scorpiosuka7 if you would like to check out more of his work so S-C-O-R-P-I-U-S-O-K-A-7 also uh, I, I, I've been streaming stuff on Twitch and one of the things that I streamed in the last little bit was us playing Ruby Combat Ready through um, through Tabletop Simulator. So I got to play that with Ben and a, a couple other people. And Ooh. yeah, and he's he's done a lot of work on that. I know he's part of the, there's a Discord community that they actually make stuff for that game. And so, yeah, if you just want to hang out with me and Ben, I can, I'm sure I can convince him to come hang out with and stream with me. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I could probably do that. He's, I think so. He's been going a little crazy. If you can give him some love, and if if he has commissions open, I believe he might. Uh, please keep him occupied. <laughs> Alright, that's what we all need. Something to keep us occupied. <laughs> Listen to podcasts. Share podcasts with your friends. Absolutely. Um, and I, I didn't bring a local one today because... The one that I wanted to talk to you about got a little too real, um, so uh, so I, I didn't have anything else prepared though. Um, but yeah, I hope everyone's staying safe, and uh, I, I mean I hope no one's going too crazy during this time. I, I hope you all are safe, and thank you so much for tuning in. <laughs> yes, best wishes to everybody. And then come hang out in Discord. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm pretty much always around. Like I'm, I'm around in some capacity at some at most of the time. If I'm not, I'm usually just asleep. 
That's true. And, a sleep is a thing. And the, uh, uh, not, not so much lately, but yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I, I can absolutely make myself available. Like, I'm going a little nuts, even though I like social isolation. It's <laughs> surprisingly hard. Oh, but yeah. So that is our episode of Azeroth of History for this month. Thanks so much for tuning in. Yes, thank you! Um, and uh, we'll see you next month when we're, we're going to talk about... Should I announce it? Should, should I announce it? Yeah. I'm Ooh, gonna... do it. The Illidari. Ooh! I'm Exciting so excited. Exciting stuff! And the reason why is because next month is my birthday, and that's my choice, so we get to talk about that. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Justified. Absolutely. Um, so, see, we'll see you then from Senpai Bye. and... Bam Bam! We love you, Bye. PK, and...